Mike Cuno is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Mike Cuno, sports anchor and reporter at CBS4, and he hosts Dolphins Weekly Live on CBS4 as well. Did you hear the segment that we just did uh, previous to you coming on, Mike? I did not. I heard I heard Mance, the tail end of Manto earlier. I was wondering why Will was on before me, but that's another story. But, no, I haven't heard. I didn't hear what was on. Good. I'm not going to – then we don't have to rehash it, Crowder. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he had heard it, then we'd have to rehash it. Now we can actually just talk Dolphins. We have a what couple happened? questions. No, no, it was just uh, – I, I, I'll send you some of the texts from the text line. We, we got to talk Dolphins here at some point. Oh, no. Also, if I can promote another channel, uh, I will be on the 4 o'clock news with Ari Odzer coming up in about 25 minutes. Oh, talking, come on. Talking what, Dolphins what is and this? Uh, Bills, if you want to watch. If you want to watch. Uh, Cuno, does anyone really expect the Dolphins to beat the Bills Sunday night? I think they do. I mean, why why wouldn't they? That's you know. Well, Dolphins fans, I mean, media. I'm not talking. I mean, players. I I would imagine. You know, the Detroit Pistons thought that they were going to win every one of the 28 straight games that they <laughs> lost. But like uh, the pundits and those who cover the Dolphins and have witnessed the Dolphins over the years, is anyone really expecting the Dolphins to win? I don't think there's there's an expectation. Yes, I, I do think a lot of people expect the bills to come out of this one with a W, but for good, I mean, for good reason, the bills are red hot. They've won four in a row. They've kind of been charging late. Josh Allen playing well, while the Dolphins defense has been hurt. Um, to me, it's just, I think it's time for the offense to, to carry the load on this one. They may have to be that way the rest of the way, but you know, getting guys back like Tyree kill and Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle today, certainly, certainly a good start. And look, if, the defense is banged up. We do know one thing about the Dolphin, Dolphins' offense. They could score with anybody, right? So I, I think, that, you know, it's not all doom and gloom, even though 56-19 to 19 against the Ravens kind of feels doom and gloom. But, but, but Mike, is, is, that, is, is that too much pressure on – because think about what you just said. It was not even my question, mm-hmm. but Mike McDaniel calls the offense. Tua Tagovailoa, he's the starting quarterback. And you're saying, like, now we have a track meet. Now we have a we have a forty five to thirty eight game. Is that is that what the Dolphins are, and is that what we have to deal with? Because if we lose, we have to go to Kansas City. If we win, we're at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that what yeah. we want? Is that the the offense has to carry us? They haven't been that this year because you can make the argument that the Dolphins' defense up until obviously last week had been the better side of the ball for maybe a month. And but we do know what the offense is capable of. Um, getting an offensive lineman and Robert Hunt back is huge. If they could, if they could get, you know, actually have three to four starters on that offensive line, that's going to make a difference. It is a lot of pressure on the offense, but that's, you know, that's the fact of the matter. I mean, last year was a lot of pressure on the defense in the playoff game because you had Skylar Thompson starting at quarterback. The expectations offensively were so low, where the defense actually came, forced turnovers, got in the end zone. Like there were things that it, it's. I know it's cliche, but it's three phases of football and uh, you know every at some point sometimes one phase has to carry another and and that may just have to be the case right now until they get things settled on the defense side of the ball what's the uh what's the best possible outcome in your opinion is it jacksonville at home pittsburgh at home buffalo a second week in a row or i mean what's the worst possible outcome on the road at kc at kc 
worst possible outcomes are on the road at KC or I think at home again against the Bills, just because I think it's just tough to beat a team two games in a row. Best outcome are two teams that I just haven't had a lot of trust in this year, the Steelers and the Jags. It's funny because, like, both of them had such high expectations coming into the season. Now you're like, I definitely take them. But I wouldn't I wouldn't count out the Dolphins in a road game against, against Kansas City either because they have not been – the consistent juggernaut that we've seen over the last five years. So yes, the dolphins can win this game, but if they lose, I don't, I even, even losing, I don't think the dolphins are necessarily going to be one and done in the postseason. And Mike, I, uh, I know DCs have their philosophy, have their defensive mm-hmm. setup. Mike, I believe that when the bills plane lands in Miami, Jalen Ramsey should meet Stefan Diggs on the tarmac <laughs> and just walk around with him every second. If they pull out Stefan Diggs on second down, I want the Dolphins to pull out Jalen Ramsey just to let them know that this is the marriage that we're looking for. Can, can we expect that? Because I honestly, Eli Apple, Cater Cole, who I don't like to badmouth people, Mike, but they cannot right. cover Stefan Diggs. I don't know if you'll expect it because, I mean, we knew going into the Dallas Cowboys game, right, that C.D. Lamb was – just kind of this world beater out there. And he proved on those first two series where he goes for nearly 100 yards. And you had Kater Kohu and other people on him. Um, but, yes, I agree. I, I think at some point you have to let your stars be stars. And this guy was – is uh, how many Pro Bowls does he have now? I, I'm, I can't remember. But the re- there's a reason why Jalen Ramsey is in the Pro Bowl like every other year. Because he is that good a defender. You, those two have to be best friends. It's Diggs and Ramsey have to be together. In my mind, much of that game for them to at least slow him down. But it's a, hey, but you know what? The other thing is the Bills also have other weapons. James Cook's playing very well at the backfield, and, and Gabe Davis, you know, is a big-time receiver at times as well. So the Dolphins' defense is going to struggle, I think, at times. But I think you're right. You have to have Ramsey over there on digs for much of this one. But Fangio didn't do that in game one when it was just X. And Fangio, right. I, I didn't think, called the greatest defense against Baltimore last Sunday. What oh, would you – What gave it away? <laughs> the 55 points. <laughs> 56. <laughs> yeah, but I was out at 55. I didn't care what happened. Okay. That. <laughs> what, what would you give him for a letter grade? Vic Fangio was the most coveted coordinator – during the offseason, and the Dolphins got him, and they have a stacked defense. Now, admittedly that they have faced uh-huh. injuries all season long. What letter grade would you give Vic Fangio in his first season with the Dolphins? For the season, I give him an A because, look, up until an that a? point. Up until, yeah, because here's why. Look, they they climbed the ranks to, what was it, the fourth-ranked defense going into that Ravens game, right? You had Javon Holland came back, who admittedly was saying, like, it was a weird game even for him, and you could see – like Ramsey yelling at guys in the secondary. It seemed like communication issues were off. So maybe just getting new guys back in the lineup certainly hurt them, just kind of getting back into a flow. But other than that, that defense, as I mentioned before, may have been the best unit on that team for about a month. So, yes, that defense and players have said it themselves. It takes a little while to get. But once once they get it, it clicks. And it had been clicking. But – you know, you, I, I just don't think you can judge it all by one game. I think over the entirety of the season, you saw how good they were and how better 
they had been playing. And, you know, injuries are going to change that. But I, I think up into that Ravens game, of course you'd give them an egg of the way they were forcing turnovers and getting to the quarterback. They were harassing every quarterback week in and week out. Mike, the most – I would say one, one, if not the most exciting seasons – that I have been a part of. I was in, it's funny, I, I like to toot my own horn, where uh, the mm-hmm. last time we won the AFC East was 08. Brady gets hurt. Yep. We go up there and beat Brett Favre in Meadowlands and win the AFC East in 08. This is one of, this is even more exciting than that season. The Wildcat, everybody knew, was kind of gimmicky, where this season is a success, but for the last two weeks, or at least the last week after that ass-whooping the Ravens gave us, like it's a mm-hmm. down, it's a down time, and we talked to people, do we have to win a playoff game to feel good about this season? Yeah, I, I think I think you do, um, and I, I think it, yes, just just from I guess appearance standpoint, because I think the it's not even the loss to the Ravens. I think the gut punch of losing Bradley Chubb, knowing you had already lost Jalen Phillips, kind of compounded the issue, right? So you're going, oh, what are we going to do now? going forward. So now you went from the highest of highs of beating Dallas, having all these expectations to now these super radical swing the other way. Um, I think that's why you just feel like, like you're being set up for disappointment, but this team, I I just, I I wouldn't count them out yet. And, but yes, I agree. At least a win shows they're progressing in the right direction. You got to win the playoffs before you know, you, you ever win a Super Bowl, it's that whole thing like in the NBA. You got you to gotta start getting there and learn how to win, learn how to win series. Yes, that's, that's all true in football as well, I think. Um, but considering where the season started and the expectations, I do agree that a, that a win makes it feel successful. Mike, should, should Bradley Chubb have been in the game down by 30? No. No, and you know what? And, and it's a fair criticism, too, because if you look at it, the offense – had started sending in the second teamers. I don't know. I don't understand. I get it. Like things are happening. There was a turnover. Um, but how is that not also the plan for the defense? And I can, I can get, you know, wanting to finish out the game and all that pride and everything. But it's like this week, like, do you play for a tie or not? You, you got to forget your pride. You got to do what's best for the team and the organization. I, and I think it's fair to criticize Mike for not. And I think he'd probably say the same. Um, for for not getting those guys out earlier. Cuno, you are privy to all the news. You're uh, there at CBS4, uh, great news-gathering service here in South Florida. Who's got the crying baby? Is that Cuno's house or Crowder's house? That's me. Wow, look at you. A little uh, home time yeah. with the fam? Yeah, a little bit. A little I like bit. I, I should be spending time with my family, but I'm here, I'm here with you. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. listen, I can tell you how to parent. I went through this 19 years ago. You, you pull out one of those, uh, what is it, like uh, baby Einstein videos on the, mm. the VCR. You pop them in a little bouncy chair, and you put that thing on for two, three hours, and they, they love it. No, no, Mike, you pop that leg. Pop a hella bouncy chair. You pop that leg and tell them it's not cry time. Yeah, don't pop that leg, <laughs> uh, Cuno. No, I'm not. Good for I'm you. Not. Good for you. Okay. So cool, anyway, yo, you, you, you're not going to spank the kids? <laughs> of course This is an ongoing not. thing this week. You don't spank not. the kids? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like a little, I did hear the little pow-pow with, with Romanzo. Yes, I think, yeah. I think a little pow-pow's fine. Oh, We all got yeah, pow-powed. 
ridiculous. Time to there get, we go. Time oh, to get, no, uh, don't over, that, Mike believes in a pow pow. Time for Cuno to something. get a little bit more woke. I don't like what I'm hearing <laughs> here from. Uh, that's also a lie from Cuno. What Cun- do you mean that's a lie? Cuno is not gonna give anybody a pow pow. He he is like the 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 nicest. Most just gentle person in the world. Well, that's you're speaking as someone who's never had a child, though. Like it's it. Th- there's no such thing as gentle and nice when you have a crying baby that literally won't stop crying, and you don't know why. Uh, but Cunha would never ever give a pow pow to the child, right? Oh no! Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna have my wife do it. I want to be on my daughter's side <laughs> forever. Be a good person, but, right. but I'm all for, I'm all for the pow, I'm all for the pow pow. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I don't have to do it. Now you have, as I was saying, access to the greatest news gathering uh, service in South mm-hmm. Florida, or at least uh, fourth behind SVN, NBC, <laughs> wow. and ABC. It, well, it's one of the hey, two. Top, we made top five. Right? Were Were there aliens at Bayside the other night when there was that huge police presence? I don't know, but I'll tell you this, they ain't coming back. Um, they learned that <laughs> Florida was the wrong state to invade. If they think this is like the whole world, <laughs> we, congrats, world, we figured it out. We solved it. They're like, set the uh, set the navigation system for Bubba Gump at Bayside, and uh, we will discover the secrets of the universe. So you have not heard anything definitive of aliens being at Bayside this week. No, I have not heard of aliens being there. Uh, did you send yeah, CBS? No. You, do you want? Do you want? Do you want the aliens to have come? Like, well, I, I wouldn't you, mind if they come, but I don't want them to go to Bayside uh, necessarily. I mean, I think there's other places, right? Because that's not like I mean, Bayside's great, but it's not our best representation. Where, like, right? where like, was that place we went uh, to see Crowder? That Doral uh, City Center or something? City yeah, yeah, Doral yeah. City yeah. Place. Very, very nice. It was Beautiful. perfectly appointed. Uh, I, I'd like mm-hmm. for them to go there, maybe. Yeah, that, that'd be catch a show, right. get some Crowder powder as you walk out the door. <laughs> I'm telling you, and, Crowder powder. And my and Mike, to be honest, like all I've seen of the aliens were that like they're tall, they're thin. You know that like I think aliens are fine, Mike. I would love to have a new species down here. Yeah, but you but you're saying that because you like to hunt things. You're thinking <laughs> of like a new a new like animal head on your mantle. Oh, so oh no! Know. I'm talking about Mike. I'm talking about at the strip club. Huh. No. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Listen. Mike. Next up. Ne- next up. On the stage, Mike. What Come would you? Uh, what would you tip uh, an alien from outer space at the strip club? Would you tip her more than a traditional, just uh, human stripper? Uh, disclaimer: I, I wouldn't go in. First of all, but <laughs> should I have? found myself in that situation i'd probably just leave what's your typical I'd feel, what's I'd your overwhelm what's your typical tip for a lap dance mike i hate you <laughs> why do you why do you do this mike mike but now we're talking about it we had this conversation the no, avatar no, we, don't the av- finish, we don't have to finish the conversation <laughs> mike if the avatar blue women were in cheetah like come on man them avatar girls are bad yeah but i'm not in cheetah so it's not my problem mm, at that point. Interesting. All right. <laughs> if you had a chance to save humanity from the aliens or save sea turtles from the aliens, which would you choose? 
you know, you got to start at home. You start with your problem at home. But right. you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. The the metal straw is kind of dangerous because I was using it, and I just feel like if I trip and fall, right. that thing's going right right through the back of my skull. Right. And I just think, like that's <laughs> not a it's not a fair trade off to keep these so sea turtles alive. Here's, here's the solution: let's just be adults and not use any straws. Okay. Have fun drinking mm. the Capri Sun. Okay, why are you drinking a Capri Sun? You're like 64 oh, years old. Deliciously juicy. <laughs> it's packed with vitamins, and, and the little pouch can go anywhere. Have we come to the Have we come to the end of the internet? <laughs> I feel we've like, come, all right, yeah. we've come to the end of the uh, interview. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> but did CBS send their best people to the uh, aliens at Bayside Story? Did you send Elliot Rodriguez or? Uh, Jim Barry, like who did you send? <laughs> Jim, ain't Jim. Going. if Jim you ain't told going. Jim that we're, there's aliens at Bayside, he'd make the biggest business decision ever and be like, "I'm good. We'll, we'll talk about it from here." <laughs> wait a I second, know Jim, Mike. Jim wait a second. Going. If you told Jim Barry we have credible evidence that aliens have landed at Bayside, we want you to go live from there, he would say no. He'd be sitting right next to me on the desk at eleven. And we'd be, <laughs> and, and you know what? I don't blame him. <laughs> Yo. Kim Bocamper though would be he would be loosening up he'd be like yeah that's that um, Bo's another Bo's yeah. a different one Bo Bo would get like in a three point stance yep. and, and say all right where's yep. he at yep taking that thing down put a word in Cuno I'm free <laughs> <laughs> what you want to go up against Bo no he wants to be uh, covering the alien story at Bayside for CBS four oh I'd gladly send Salon out oh. I mean, he is our sports desk Miami Heat correspondent. Let me branch so out a little, Cuno. Let me branch <laughs> right. out. Come on. Walk a, walk across the street. There's only so Bayside. many Jaime Jaquez Jr. opinions he can give you. Let him let him spread his wings a little bit. Hope they're lethal. I, I like I like this idea. Live right. from Bayside this Sunday. Check out <laughs> check right. out Solana. Um, what would you rather uh, What would you rather save the sea turtles or bring back bongos at the uh, Kaseya Center? Uh, I never went to Bongo's, so I don't miss it if wow. it is gone. So I'll say the sea turtles. Wow. Hope uh, Gloria and Emilio Estefan are not listening because you just set a mouthful, my friend. All right, I'm Mike. so sorry, Miami we, Sound Machine. We've got, we've got to go. <laughs> Miami Sound Machine. <laughs> hey, you like that? That's a good reference. That's an excellent reference. That's from my day. All right. We got to go. We love you, Cuno. Yeah, I love you too. Oh, is he begrudging? He loves me. Loves us too. <laughs> Mike Cuno from CBS Four.